welcome to So You Want to Talk About, a podcast where we have critical conversations in an intimate way. We're your hosts, Julian Cambry. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good, you know, I'm excited. Good, me too. Um, welcome back to another episode of So You Want to Talk About? So You Want to Talk About? Relationships in COVID. Whew. Relationships in COVID. Yeah. Quarantine sucks. Quarantine does suck for many reasons. Um, haven't been able to see family. Haven't been able to see friends. Haven't been able to go on a date. <laughs> go to work. Or a date. Or a date. And dates. <laughs> All the dates. Gone. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been tough. But I guess the bright side, we get to spend a lot of time together. All the time. <laughs> yeah. So all of our time has been spent together. I know at least for us, what sort of happened was everything happened, especially in Atlanta, so fast. Mm -hmm. um, and we just decided to quarantine together. Yeah. My underlining, underlying condition kind of made it make sense for us to, we wanted to spend time together, but we couldn't like, go back yeah. and forth between places. So we kind of quarantined in together. Mm -hmm. Um and so that was like moving in and quarantining all at once. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at three and a half months into our relationship. Mm -hmm. We were like, ready oh, for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was definitely um, <clears throat> a lot and a bit of an adjustment. Mm -hmm. um, just when you're not used to somebody just yet completely. But we got through it. Still getting through it. Yeah. And it's been fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> been good. It's really yeah. helped us. Uh, and I think that's a good disclaimer to say that today we're going to talk about kind of our relationship in COVID and how COVID has affected that. But um, we can only speak from that. Yeah. And that this affects everyone differently. But yeah, I'm sure people are having other different experiences, but ours has been largely positive. So that's all we can kind of talk from. But speaking of so much time together, uh, like we said, it can be a little bit similar to someone moving in together with the intersection of you can't leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Yeah. We are experiencing both the move in and the quarantine all at once. And so, like you said, all those all those things you experience when you move in with someone. So like all their all their cute redeeming qualities that you experience you know in a weekend date where you're spending the whole weekend together and you find that really cute and yeah. then it's just happening all the time and you think i guess this isn't as cute as i thought right <laughs> it started off really cute and then it ended not as cute like, stop that <laughs> yeah yeah it can be tough when you're not only spending so much time together but you don't have you're in the same space together mm -hmm. so you don't have a lot of time to get away from each other um, if that's what you need, or to even feel like you have a space that's that's yours, chiefly yours. Especially with quarantining on top of it. Yeah. So you're home all the time. It's not mm -hmm. as if both of us went to work and then we came back to be right. together. We were both quarantining and working from home. So it's yeah. just like another added layer of like both go trying to work in a one bedroom apartment right in different spaces yeah uh. well it's also interesting because usually you you go to work and you come home and time together is supposed to be free of work mm -hmm. and fun and and exciting and all that and we 
had to learn to spend time together while also being productive mm-hmm. and making sure that the time we had together was maximized as well. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was a bit of an adjustment um, yeah. and took some blending, if you will, but yeah. but it seems like we got it. So, but I think a good point you made was the characteristics are fully on display. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so certain things that you might not want someone to see just yet are now being seen fully. Yeah, all the time. So like your your morning routine, some of the traits you might have that you wanted to hide, like I'm a little bit messier than you are. <laughs> I don't know if someone would say messy, but messier. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I remember there were times where I thought, I don't think I've changed out of, I think I went from bed clothes to pajama day clothes five days in a row. And I thought, <laughs> I just don't, he's going to think I just. I'm just a slob. I just, I just, I don't ever change out of this outfit. I'm so used to going on a date and having an outfit picked out. And now you see me in the same shirt four days in a row. Now I see you getting ready and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Did I put on make? I haven't put on makeup in months. So that is just all of that. Those things that when you move in together, you kind of hide it. You like get up and do your thing before the other person until you can kind of slowly decide when to share these things with them. Right. And that's the thing. You have more control over mm -hmm. when they see these things. Mm -hmm. And with this, you are, you're kind of forced not to. Yeah. Um, and in the same way that these characteristics or these traits that are different between the two of your on display, the characteristics that are similar or ones that are very positive are Mm -hmm. also on display. Mm -hmm. Um, So certain things like thoughtfulness and certain things like being uh, just compassionate and caring, you and I were able to see that in each other every day. Frequently, I think that that's something that, one of those characteristics that I love about you is being able to see that thoughtfulness and the support. And Mm -hmm. so there were so many opportunities for you to support me um, or to be thoughtful towards me because we were both going through this like difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And so there were just more opportunities than day-to-day stuff or maybe different opportunities yeah. for you to to take care or to support in very small ways Yeah, yeah. that maybe I wouldn't have been able to see at four months in, but I might have seen at seven or eight months in. Right. So kind of fast-track that whole, yeah. you know, really getting to know someone. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of an, ex- an acceleration. And the same thing with you when being able to see the compassion that you have and the kindness that you have towards people. It was now on display every day for me. Mm-hmm. So definitely can be relationship building. Mm-hmm. But I know that there are also times when people, when this all happened, people were facing a pretty unprecedented time mm-hmm. for everyone. And so it affected everyone differently. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you knew exactly how it would affect you when you when it first happened mm-hmm. so there are some maybe things mentally that might have been difficult to deal with i'm, su- I'm sure socially because of the lack thereof mm-hmm. physically whatever it might be you were forced to confront those things and also have someone in your space yeah you your reaction to quarantine was displayed for everyone else to see so mm-hmm. instead of being able to at least for us, instead of quarantining by ourselves and having this reaction privately, mm-hmm. um, or you doing the same, <laughs> we experienced it. And then also the other person saw us experience it. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw the reaction, you mm-hmm. saw certain stresses and how they affected them. Um, a lot of things that, again, you might've 
had some control over showing to someone mm-hmm. or when they were shown, but this time you didn't. And so um, I can see how that was such a, a strain on a relationship for certain people because, again, like we said, it accelerated a lot of things, but that can be terrifying. It can also <laughs> amplify a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Just when things feel a little out of control and they already feel out of your control with mm-hmm. everything going on in the world, yeah. with your job, with whatever factors might be in your life that, that feel a little crazy right now. Mm-hmm. So with the added intersection of a relationship that's new, especially mm-hmm. when you're excited about everything, you just want to hide all the bad things. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want you to see this yet. I don't want you to see my stress yet. Yeah. I mean, we hand, we experienced quarantine in front of each other. Fully. Um and I remember there would be times where you would, uh, it was right after you were furloughed mm-hmm. and you would leave and you would go on these walks, hour, two, five, I don't know, 10, 12. Something no, like that. You're right. <laughs> you'd go on these walks and you'd come back and then we would go on a walk later that day yeah. and you would tell me, you know, I figured it out. This is what I have to do. These are what my days the have to The key to life. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I'm going to have a new book out. Um, <laughs> and it, 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 after a couple of days, as you would go out on a walk, I think he's going to come back with a different idea than, than yesterday, but it's going to be just, just as groundbreaking and it may potentially contradict the entire thing. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. I would have these revelatory, um, <laughs> ideas yeah. and they would completely contradict what I felt the day before. Yeah which is a good example of something you wouldn't necessarily show someone because I really, at that time, I'm sure like everyone was just trying to figure things out and I wanted to think it through and then bring it to you as a, a fully formed and polished idea. Like, here's go. what I came up with today. <laughs> um, what do you think after you open it? But we weren't afforded that. A lot of people weren't afforded that mm-hmm. until we sort of said, you know, it's difficult to figure this out alone. Um, so why don't we try to figure it out together? Mm-hmm. which I think was a kind of groundbreaking thing for us. Yeah, we were. I mean, that's a, a really critical part of your relationship, right, is when at some point two people who are kind of going along their own paths and intersecting, mm-hmm. now they've decided to let's do it together. Let's be yeah. like a real, a true partnership. Right. Um, and there, there was uh, this woman that got married. She's a author, Elaine Welterworth. I'll link her name and her Instagram bio, (laughs) but, uh, she got married during quarantine and I remember seeing the Instagram caption and sending it to you and Mm -hmm. thinking this feels hard, Mm -hmm. but it feels so right. And so I'm going to read it. Um, she, her pastor, pastor Stanley, again, I'll link him, but he says self-understanding will make self-disclosure less threatening and self-disclosure makes good relationships work. It's hard for a relationship not to work when a couple communicates feelings, fears, hopes, dreams, joys, and sorrows. Disclosure so deep until there is nothing left to disclose. When there's nothing left to disclose, there's intimacy. Mm. And I remember thinking, that's hard. But yeah. if we tell each other everything, even the thoughts that we think, ah, I don't know if I want to tell that to them yet, Yeah, it might... I don't know, it might bring a whole nother layer of closeness, of understanding, of all those things that are in, are in our heads that were, that might also create space between us. Mm-hmm. That if you take away them only being my head, it'll close that space. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And it, it seems like something that if you are willing to trust your partner, mm-hmm. then you can begin to disclose those things. But it also, like it said in the beginning, takes understanding yourself, mm-hmm. having a lot of self-awareness, sort of asking yourself every day, what am I feeling and why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you won't have an answer. Right. Um, I remember during quarantine early on, there were days when uh, you'd have just lower moods. Mm-hmm. It was not like you were in a bad mood, just lower moods, which are very human. And because we were experiencing quarantine together, they were a little bit more on display than normally they would be. Yeah, because I think when when we would go out on a date on like a Saturday, I'd be, you know, hyped for the date. And right. if I wasn't in, a, like if I had a low mood, I would think, well, this is like Cambry and Julie time and you got to like get it together. Yeah, girl, it's the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you want that time together to be positive and energetic. Right. And so now you're quarantined together and all the time together has to be positive and energetic. It's impossible. <laughs> we tried, but it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. And those low moods come out and you think to yourself, I remember you would ask, like, it seems like something's up. And I thought, God damn it. I really appreciate that he's so perceptive of my feelings, but I, I don't know why I have a yeah. low mood. Um, yeah. And so it's wonderful that you are that way, but that also requires me to, to then lean back on disclosure saying, mm-hmm. like, I don't know why my mood's low, but yeah, it is. Well, I think we're both that way. So it's helpful for both of us when there is something um, that's weighing on us that we don't know. Yeah. But it does, again, takes that trust to have a soft landing, like mm-hmm. you'd said to me, to ensure that there's a kind of space between us that even if you don't know, we can try to figure it out together. Right. Um, so there's some kind of support. So what I think comes with self-awareness is also comes knowing how to be supported mm-hmm. and sharing that with your partner too, because yeah. people learn um, and communicate in such different ways that what I feel is supportive might not be supportive to you. Right. And, and knowing that that's okay. Right. So, and we had a lot of learning in that way too, of yeah. knowing that I needed to say to you, this is what I need. Yeah. Um, instead of just letting you guess at it. Yeah. Well, I don't know why, but um, that's a different topic. But I do, I think that for me to be able to say to you, like, I don't know why my mood's low. Um, but I'm just like at 20% today. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I can't, I can't be a hundred percent or 50% if we're a true partnership and I'm normally at 50 today, I'm not. Yeah. And that's fine. And so because of that, and because we are a unit and we function, you know, as two of us trying to be at a hundred percent in the days that you're at 20, then I'm at 80 mm-hmm. and, the, and vice versa. Right. Um, or the days that you're at 30, I'm at 70. So I think that was sort of the most helpful thing that we did in sharing that because it can be really difficult to go to someone, especially in an early, early on in a relationship and say, Hey, I'm very stressed. Um, and because I'm stressed, I need these four things, fries from Bebop's everything. (laughs) (laughs) Who can say though? I mean, when you're right, like when you're stressed, the last thing you want to do is double down and be vulnerable. Yeah. I'm really stressed and I don't like the fact that I have to tell you I'm stressed because I feel like weirdly embarrassed by it. Yeah. But I'm letting you see this weakness or yeah. this point of weakness. But now um, I need this, 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 this. Normally I do this for you. I'm not going to do that. But yeah. It, no one ever wants to say that. We'll just say, I'm stressed. See ya. Try right. again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And usually you have the, the liberty to do that, um, except when you're together all the time. And so when we sort of figured out, oh, it's easier for us. And now at this point, we can just say what we're stressed about um, if we know. Mm-hmm. And then and if we need something, then we ask for it. But it's come off a lot easier to say, yeah, today I'm not, I can't be 50, mm-hmm. 50, 50. 
And it takes disclosing to know not only, oh, she's at 20, so I have to be 80, but also how, what does that 80 look like? Mm -hmm. um, and what does her 20 look like? Right. So I know how to get better in that regard and vice versa. Yeah. And I think that quarantine is the perfect time for that. It, yeah. It's kind of opened up the door to time to self-reflect because yeah. you're home all the time. You know, right. you can't fill your mind's space with other people constantly. And yeah. so now you're left with yourself. Yeah. And when you are left with yourself, that's a good time for that self-awareness mm -hmm. to come to light and to figure out sort of the things that you want to reflect on. What do you feel like you're bringing to a relationship? And also in regards to your relationship, what do you feel like maybe you guys want to spend more time on? Yeah. Or what do you want you, to improve? Yeah. And what do you love about it? What's yeah. that thing that you love? Like date night. What, <laughs> what's that thing you love about your relationship? What do you, could you spend more time doing that? It mm -hmm. might look different, but is that where you want to put your time? And what, what could use improvement? Yeah. Thanks for joining us on another episode of So You Want to Talk About. We hope we got you talking about it. And just like we said, this is such a good time for self-reflection. So feel free to share with us, you know, things you've been reflecting on, um, things that you want to spend more time on, and also things that you're really excited about in your relationship and things that you think can improve. If you need some ideas for journaling or self-reflecting, I've attached a PDF. We hope that you tune in next week.